Hello everyone, day three of 365. This is day two in Belgrade, Serbia, and it was amazing. I mean, this city is awesome. I couldn't have asked for a better time or a better host. Luca has been amazing. Just, uh, we got up early, early-ish, 8.30, and drove straight to this radio tower. Not straight there. We uh, stopped on the way for a couple monuments. There was a monument to some Russian pilots who helped liberate Serbia during World War One or World War Two, something like that. Just this nice outlook, overlook. And then there was another memorial for all the heroes of World War One. And it was interesting because it had steps going up to this monument. And some of the steps had chunks taken out from World War Two grenades. And it was pretty cool. It was just these like giant stones with you know chunks taken out of them from grenades i don't think most people see that you know in america it was interesting to me but you know like a like a constant reminder of the you know war of world war 2 and kind of the bad parts of it but after that which was really cool you got to see a lot of the city we went up into this tv tower which is like iconic for Serbia, for Belgrade, and it's this giant 200 meters, meters tall, um, well, it's over 200 meters tall, but we, we were on this viewing platform, and it's a radio tower that broadcasts, like, radio signals and TV signals, and it was built, I'm not sure when it was originally built, and it was destroyed during World War II, and they just rebuilt it about 10 years ago. And it was amazing to be able to see the city. You wouldn't believe it. It was the equivalent of $1 to get in. One do- like $1.50. We got a student discount. So normally it's like $3. But just phenomenal prices here in Belgrade. So we go up there into the elevator. It's really cool. I went into a tower like that in Berlin. It was very similar. You know, like security gates and everything. And you got to see over the city. Just super cool. All, all over these clay roofs of the townspeople and you really got an understanding of what Belgrade is like it's very spread out it's very wide like wide radius city with these little patches of you know they look like separate villages but they're like municipalities within the city of homes and things and it's not if you've ever looked at like maps of United States it's like squares and this was all kind of this was very not square. It was all kind of, you know, whatever uh, organically came about with the houses and the farms. And it was just an amazing thing. We went up, uh, there was a cafe up there, and we had a drink. I had a Turkish coffee, which is, no, Vienna coffee, which is like espresso with whipped cream on top. It was, I, I don't know. I'm still figuring out the coffee here. Everything is... You know, in America, coffee is like you coffee and then you put stuff in it. Here it's all espresso and you put stuff in it. It's like you can have a regular espresso or espresso with cream or an Americano is espresso with water or espresso with whatever flavoring. So, but it was good. And 
then we went back down. It's about a 20-minute drive from the city center, so really not bad at all, maybe 30 minutes. And after that, we went to this city tour. Oh, we got some food. It was like a rather like sandwich. It was like, think of a sub, and the meat inside of it was like these like chopped meat patties. It was really good, like kebab meat kind of. But I don't know. You could call it like a Serbian sub, but the bread was way better. And it had this like cream cheese spread on it and onions. It was really, really good. For like $3, it was this massive sandwich. Like, yeah, huge. Anyways, we went there. And then we went to catch a tour bus of Serbia, which we missed it yesterday because it was supposed to rain, so they canceled it. So we get in today. And we get an English tour. It's really cool. You get to see the city, and they narrate it. And it's really nice to look from, like, that you're sitting on top of the tour bus, and you're looking over the city, which is a really cool view. And then, ironically enough, about halfway through the tour, it starts raining pretty bad. So they canceled it yesterday because it was supposed to rain. It did not rain. It was beautiful. And ironically, on the tour today, it was pouring <laughs> But it was all right. I have my rain jacket, so we went from there. The tour finished. You know, the rest of it in the rain, it was fine. And then we caught a bus to this marketplace because I told Luca I wanted to see a market, which is like an outdoor. It was like an outdoor marketplace. With so we went there and it just, it just had a bunch of fruits and I guess like a typical like market, like flea market, if you would see. You know, just a lot of fruits and vegetables and a lot of nuts. I was kind of surprised by. But they had everything, you know. And Lucas stopped by. This uh, lady was really sweet. This older lady. And she was, like, talking to Luca in Serbia. And she, <laughs> they would point to something. And then she would reach over and give me a sample of it. <laughs> so I tried this, this Serbian, like, liqueur that was made from, oh, it was made from, like, all kinds of different fruits. There's, like, different variations of it. Some are, like, plum or grapes or whatever. And so she, like, let me try some. It was homemade. It was, like, think moonshine. It was, like, that. Like, homemade, you know, in, like, bottles and stuff. And it was really good. And then there was this, like, strawberry jam. But it was, like, strawberries that were made, like, hand-picked in, like, the forest. Like, wild strawberries. And it was, like, a mix between strawberries and, like, really sweet strawberries and honey. Like, it was so sweet. It was really good too, like jam. What else? Oh yeah, so my my grandma in Ohio makes these pitzels, which are like these um, like wafers, like about the size of your hand, and they're round, they're circular, they're like these wafer cookies, and it's got a unique taste. It's hard to describe, but think like a really thin cookie, and so she actually had some. She handmade those, and Luca like pointed them out because we were talking about them earlier. He said, these are the the things. And so she let me try one of these. They're like, they're like thicker. They're like maybe an inch thick and they're smaller than the pizzas I'm used to. But it was the same like flavor. And, but instead of being crunchy, they were like chewy. It was really cool because she like handmade them and stuff. And I don't know, she was a nice lady. <laughs> and then we kept walking around, typical market. And then we went to a supermarket, 
and just kind of walked around and saw some stuff. And then Lucas sent me back. He said, because, you know, he had, he knew about the jet lag and stuff. So he said, go get some rest, take a nap, and we'll come back out and get a drink or something. And so I went back, took a nap, and then met Luca a little bit later, around 7 or 8 p.m. We went to the supermarket. And he went around buying me all this, um, like, picking out all these Serbian foods. Like, oh, he was great, like. Like, you point to something and say, oh, you know, you have that same, it's not special, or it's, like, the same in the U.S., and then he'd see something, and he'd go, you know, like, oh, yeah, you have to try this, like, this is very Serbian, awesome, like, amazing, you know, what something I couldn't do on my own is, you know, pick out all this cool stuff, and so we ended up with, like, you know, like, 15 different items, and it was only $10 for everything, it was, it was amazing prices. We picked up some of this like Serbian liqueur, little bottles of it, so I could try it, and a couple Serbian beers, and this like Serbian snacks and chocolates and all kinds of cool stuff. Serbian coffee, so it was awesome. And then he said his mom made this like like uh, dinner. I don't know how to describe. It. It's a pastry. So if if you think of the thin pastry that's in baklava like the thin wafer thin pastry is like that only with um egg and egg and cheese inside and rolled up so it was like this hmm savory pastry and like buttery and it's so good and so she made some of that and brought it Luca brought it over and oh yeah we feasted on that <laughs> so then we just chilled for a little bit Luca just left so I'm winding down. It's an early morning tomorrow, big day tomorrow, so. But um, just an amazing time. We went and saw this church, too. So I got a chance to see this massive church. And Lucas said it was built with the same stone, this white stone that was used in the White House, which is really cool. And there was this... Um, giant hall underneath so the church like the inside is under construction but you could go underneath it and there's this like beautiful like hall with all these you know religious murals it was amazing so cool so we're back here I'm kind of packing my stuff I had to figure out the hot water heater heads up to anybody going to Serbia there is no hot water unless you turn it on so there's this like, I kind of, I was searching for the hot, hot water because I took a cold shower and I was like, oh, there's got to be, like it's Europe, I'm sure you got to like turn some switch and, you know, so you conserve energy so it's not, you know, the hot water is not running all the time. So I kept like looking at all these appliances. So finally I see this thing and you flip a switch and there's like a knob and it's got like, like it looks like a hot water heater. So I turn it on this morning or maybe, yeah, this this morning and to, like, eco mode or something, and then I hop in the shower, but it's not hot. So I'm like, okay, what the heck? I'm either wrong or maybe it takes a while or something. Anyways, I asked Luca. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, that's how the hot water is heated, and you got to turn it on, like, two hours before you take a shower. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. So it just, it like, heats up a bunch of hot water, and then, you use some for your shower or your, like, your sink or whatever, and then you, I don't know, turn it off. 
save energy. They're all about saving energy here, so. And they're tiny cars and everything. But if you ever want a comical experience, you should look up my 610 friend, Luca, trying to sit in a Serbian car. It's really funny. I mean, these cars were not built for 610 Serbians. <laughs> they are tiny. Luca is massive. He's like, I think, 610, 250 or something. Ripped, you know, like muscular, but big guy. So it's really funny to watch him sit. He made it in my grandma's car, this little Oldsmobile. <laughs> One Christmas, he came over, and we took a road trip, like a two-hour road trip in this tiny little Oldsmobile. But Luke has been great. <laughs> we were just talking about Belgrade and everything. He's very, uh, you know, I think there's uh, perceptions in the West of what Eastern Europe is like and, you know, that it's dangerous or whatever, or poor, or people just don't know. And, you know, Luca kept saying, it's really not any of those things. You know, people have to come here and experience it and really make judgment for themselves once they see it. So it's, I'm so grateful I got to see this place and experience it firsthand, especially with a real tour guide and not, you know, through the tourist spots and stuff. It's been great, <clears throat> but it's really just one of, looking back, probably one of the safest places I've ever felt, because people are just doing their own thing, there's, re there's really no violence here, there's no, I don't, no, you know, no guns, I mean, it's, it's a weird feeling because the police are like, don't do anything, the police are like, you know, you can pay them off or whatever, but they're not really active, you know, and like running around stopping people, but there's just because there's still crime, but it's just not violent, you know, it's like drugs or whatever. There's no no reason for violence. But it's just like last night we were walking down the street at like ten thirty or eleven o'clock in this this at this park and there's like a bunch of kids running around and like this group of girls walking, just like in the pitch black. It's just like n no worry, no concern at all, you know. So it's just a really safe place and it's hard to kind of describe it. It's hard to really understand that unless you're here. It's very peaceful. Maybe it's a different story if I'm by myself, but it's just you get this feeling that nobody's concerned about what you're doing and you know people are more focused on themselves and there just seems to be less violent crime here, so but <laughs> Yeah, it's been a great time. So tomorrow I'm flying to Vienna and then to Dusseldorf, Germany. And then I'm taking a train over to Bonn where I'll stay for August. So tune in for that. I'll have plenty of airport time to record stuff. Let me know what you think. <laughs> I want to make this podcast better. Oh, your Serbian translation of the day. Ready? If you ever speak to a Serbian... I'll tell you how to say the phrase, do you speak English? I've been working on it all day, and Luca laughs every time I say it, but I'll try anyways, ready? So in Serbian, do you speak English is translated as, Dali govarite angleski. Dali govarite 
Angleski. Do you speak English? So I tried that once at a <laughs> at a vendor, and Luca laughed at me, <laughs> and he stopped me mid sentence. So don't take my word for it. It's probably not perfect, but <laughs> there's your Serbian phrase of the day. So I'm gonna get some sleep. I have an early morning, but checking out from Belgrade, day two. Good night.